Welcome to Checking Out the Competition Canucks Edition. And we are joined again by Ken Baskey, who is the managing editor over at Nux Misconduct, which is the Nux blog on the SB Nation Network. Kent, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Hopefully you have better weather than we are having in the Philadelphia area right now, where it's cold and rainy and dreary and gross, but yeah, it's the rain's kind of uh, held up a bit, but you know it's ah. not exactly summertime anymore. So yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'll be back up in Canada in like two weeks, and I'm just assuming that it will be frozen by that time. So yeah, the snow is yeah. going to start in about a week or so. Yep. Then I guess not stop probably until sometime in late February. Is from what I understand is how it goes. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the last time the Flyers and the Canucks played was back in early October on that first West Coast Canada road trip. Um, and since then, if I counted on my fingers correctly, the Nucks have gone a perfectly 510-10 since that last game. Um, how have things been looking for the Canucks over the last couple of weeks? Well, few weeks. Uh, it has been an absolute roller coaster. Mm. I mean... October was so much better than we thought it was going to be. And November has been, if we're all being honest with ourselves, probably where they should have been. But the last couple of games have at least showed signs that, hey, maybe they can pull out of this. And there was probably a bit of bad luck along with a few other things mm. thrown in. So it it'll be hard to tell, but... The last three games of this road trip, actually four, when five. So how this road trip works is they've got three games remaining. Mm-hmm. The last game of the trip is Saturday on Edmond, in Edmonton. They play the Oilers again Sunday at home. Oh. So And then two nights later, Ottawa. So that's a three and four coming off of this ridiculous 19,000 kilometer road trip. Oh, God, that is so, rough. We really don't want to hear other teams complain about their schedules because <laughs> it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. But it it's every year. It's part of being a Canucks fan. You have to accept this. So, mm-hmm. But this one is unusual, to say the least. Yeah, back-to-back home-and-home against a division rival at the end of a road trip does not sound super fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't understand why they couldn't even give them one day. Yeah, because that's yeah. gonna, that's going to end up just being like another road game, basically, because they're going to be <laughs> exhausted. But. Yeah, so the team is on a two-game little start of a win streak on yeah. this road trip, so things seem to be going pretty well so far. Yeah, I mean, neither of the games were particularly like ones you could hold up as being, well, man, did they ever kick some ass. But although yesterday they were definitely deserving of the win, I think, mm-hmm. Be, you know, they, they did get outshot a bit, but as far as the way they turned the, the play over, you know, in their favor in the second and third periods, a third period, especially like, you know, they probably were a little unlucky to not have to uh, go to all the way to the shootout in that one, but, or to have to go to the shootout in that one, but. You know, overall, it was a, a pretty decent game. They did it losing another defenseman in the first period. Alex Edler went down mm-hmm. this time, and uh, we still haven't really heard anything on, on what the nature of that injury is. Um, he did take a pretty solid hit earlier in the game, and then 
there was a collision where a skate came up and hit him under the arm. Ooh. And uh, it was shortly after that that he skated off and didn't return. So, hmm. you know, those uh, interactions with skates sometimes can uh, lead to some pretty nasty injuries. So. Yeah, it's always terrifying when that kind of thing happens. Yep. So one thing um, I kind of remember from our last conversation was that it seemed like at the start of the season, expectations for the Canucks were not super high. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, third overall in the Pacific, like solidly there in a playoff spot. And as I say all the time, and I don't know how true it is, but the hockey men always tell us that if you're in a playoff spot at American Thanksgiving, you're probably going to be in a playoff spot mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So right now it's looking good for them. Yeah. Um, are you surprised by how well the Canucks have been playing? Uh, a little bit. You know, my expectations for the team were for them to not make the playoffs this year to get mm-hmm. close. But, uh, I, you know, I always believed that a lot of things would have to go right. And um, for the most part, a lot of things are going right for them. Even during the this whole losing streak, you know, they continue to get a lot of shots. They ran into a couple of hot goalies, got outplayed in a couple games. But overall, you know, there's only been a couple games where they really played bad. They just ended up on the losing end of the thing. You know, it was, it's been a fairly tough schedule in November compared to October. So I think it's been a bit of an adjustment for maybe exceeding expectations in October. And they're right about, they're close this week will basically determine it because of how close the West is. They could fall out of that playoff spot with three mm-hmm. straight losses. So it's important for them to keep going. It, heading into the road trip, it didn't look like, you know, the way they had played their previous three games, it didn't look like they could even win one of them. Hmm. You know, And then, uh, you know, the Dallas game was probably their worst game all season and they responded fairly well you know yeah with, uh, that power play goal ridiculousness in nashville and then uh yesterday with the the big win against the best team in the nhl so so speaking of expectations um JT Miller is a new guy on the team for you guy and for you guys. And it looks like just like looking at the numbers, he's tied for second on the team in points. Um, best on the team in expected goals numbers. Um, so he's obviously been a pretty good addition for you guys. Were you expecting him to be such an important piece? Not even close. I mean, you know, there was a lot of people questioning the trade when it happened. And some people still don't really like it because of, them giving up draft picks to get mm-hmm. him. Um, but you really can't say enough about how well he is connected with uh, Pedersen and Besser yeah. and um, the power play, you know. And I think the most surprising thing for me is how much of a really impressive two-way player he is. Like the play yesterday where he uh, stopped a breakaway. Hmm. He had... Um, I want to say it was Orlov was in a cold on uh, Markstrom late in the third. And he had probably a good 10 foot head start on Miller and Miller was able to chase him down, lift the stick, not draw a penalty and, uh, you know, eliminate the breakaway. 
Yeah, it was interesting though because he, right at the last second he got a little stick push in the rear end from uh, Quinn mm-hmm. Hughes, which gave him that extra little boost. <laughs> you know, which I mean that speaks volumes about Hughes this year. You know, yeah, he's been just, great, huh? Man, uh, you know, if this is what we're getting out of him in in the rookie season, uh, it's a little scary to think of how good this kid is going to be because he's only going to get better and stronger. His skating ability is just unreal. And uh, just the way he sees the ice, makes plays, has completely taken over the power, you know, quarterbacking the power play. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, I... it, it's, the power play is really, really good right now. It wasn't good until they put him onto the top unit, and that's when everything took off. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think it's that crazy to say that you guys might have gotten the better one. Just, I mean, I know it's, I know it's a little bit nutty to say because Hughes is, you know, Jack yeah. Hughes is Time crazy will good. Tell. Time will tell, but right now it kind of looks like, like maybe Jack will be flashier good, but I wouldn't be surprised if Quinn ends up being like more of a valuable piece to the yeah. team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, there was one thing that the Canucks have been missing for years, and that was that stellar defensive presence. Mm-hmm. And I think they have him, you know. And he, like his, he's showing the signs that his offense is going to be good. He had three assists against Nashville. Um, you know, his power play work speaks for itself. But it's the defensive part of his game that's just going to, you know, make the difference for the Canucks. And, you know, he, he's still young. He, he makes mistakes. And, mm-hmm. you know, we do see them, but it's like, you know, he's earned himself all the the slack in the world right now to be able to make those mistakes because every night he's making things happen for that team and, you know, learning as he goes. And, uh, you know, I like that he's paired with Chris Tanev right now, real steady presence on the back end, teaching him a lot. You know, it's a good pairing for them. So I'm glad you brought up the power play because I wanted to talk about your special teams a little bit because they are pretty darn good. Um, looking at the numbers here, fourth ranked power play overall, ninth ranked penalty kill. Um, that I'm assuming is better than last season. Um, yes. Is this a, a process improvement or is this a personnel improvement or a little bit of both? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Definitely. You know, but mm-hmm. I think the process improved with the the new uh the new people for sure yeah yeah um the penalty kill has been sputtering of late they've given up a shorthanded goal or a power play goal in eight straight games now i think it is so that coincides with you know losses on the on the uh the guys who are doing the penalty killing with uh, brandon sutter and jay beagle um you know not necessarily superstars, but their role in penalty killing is, you know, fairly well established and they've been big reasons why the Canucks penalty kill has been so good this year. And yes, that is me giving compliments to Brandon Sutter. So (laughs) sometimes it's physically painful to give those kinds of guys. It is. It is. I mean, we, we have, we have, we have a history. (laughs) Okay. So we've, heard a lot about what's been going well for the Canucks, but what is something that's been going bad for the Canucks that perhaps the Flyers might be able to exploit? 
Huh. Well, you know, like I said, the penalty kill's kind of fallen off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that they might want to pay attention to. Um, that being said, uh, five on five, the Canucks haven't been able to score a lot of goals lately. Oh, you know, okay. like they're, they've been getting almost everything off special teams. So if the Flyers can stay out of the box tomorrow, which I know is a challenge for teams in Pennsylvania, but uh, <laughs> it um, it's definitely going to be in their to their benefit to try not to. The problem is, is the Canucks are a team that uses speed and positioning well to draw penalties, mm-hmm. you know, and they're one of the best in the league, you know, in terms of the number of power plays that they get. So, you know, it's a challenge for teams, you know, when they've got guys who can skate like Elias Pettersson and, you know, yeah, he's pretty Miller. good. Yeah. He's, he's all right. You <laughs> a little know, bit. this, this good. whole point of game thing since he started his career. Yeah, that's a good man. thing. If you, if you like that kind of stuff, I guess, I guess some yeah. people find that valuable on a hockey yeah. team, but I don't know. Does he do, does he hit a lot? I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> this year, oddly enough, like he's Is been he a lot more, a lot more physical, you How know, about that? Yeah, like he's not going out there and wrecking guys like he's Ovechkin or something, yeah. but yeah. you know, he's definitely responding to the increased presence. Like he's not sneaking up on anybody this year. But I mean, the good thing is, is you know, like we especially see it on the power play. It's like he draws attention, so they can't focus on him and Besser and Miller. And Hughes all at the same time. Somebody ends up getting left open, and that's, I think, why there's been so much success. So I'm sure I asked you this last time, but I can't remember because I have a leaky brain. <laughs> but apart from all of these big-name guys that we've talked about, who is someone who we may not be thinking about but that you think could have a big impact on this game? Uh, Adam Gaudet okay. has been... Uh, Really, really solid this year. He uh, spent a bit of time in the press box. He got sent down to Utica because he wasn't getting any playing time. And uh, he's responded with some big goals. Um, You know, I think he has, I want to say five on the year. Okay. Um, But it's probably more. Uh, Just, you know, he's shown like an ability to be somebody that they can count on, you know, in third periods of close games, he's come through with some huge goals this year. Um, so, yeah. And uh, he's getting a bit of a reputation for his, his sellies and stuff, which is, you know, kind of silly, but it's I, like, no, I love a good selly. you know, and, and this team has just been mired in misery for the last mm-hmm. few years. So it adds to the excitement that's starting to build around this team. You know, yes. There was a great video yesterday of the team coming off the ice and Jay Beagle, longtime Capitals player, was there waiting for all the guys and giving them high fives and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a buzz that hasn't been there for years. And, you know, he's Godhead is definitely one of the guys who's uh, feeding into that. OK, one more guy I want to ask you about just because. Both of our teams have rookie goaltenders, which is always exciting. Um, Thatcher Demko has been kind of a surprising. I 
personally had not heard of him before he started playing for you guys, but he is uh, leading rookies, goaltending rookies, um, in save percentage. Are you surprised at how good he's been, or did you expect him to be uh, this good? One hundred percent, not surprised. This okay, is cool. this is the goaltender we believed we were getting, and so you know there was a lot of people who felt like. It was taking too long for him. He had some concussion issues. You know, he mm-hmm. missed a good chunk of last year because of that. But I think the Canucks did the right thing in taking their time, letting him, you know, basically dominate in the, the AHL before they they brought him in last year. He did some backup this year. It's almost like he's, he's supposed to be the backup, but it's almost become a one-in-one-A situation mm-hmm. just because of the way he's played. Now, this week, after the Dallas game, um, Markstrom got lit up. And so I thought that they would come back with Demko, you know, in the next game mm-hmm. and um, in Nashville. And instead, Travis Green gave him a chance to, you know, make up for it. And he did. And then went with him again yesterday in, in Washington. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll see Demko start tonight because or yeah i guess it would be tonight mm-hmm. i'm forgetting that we're recording ahead of time <laughs> um, yeah uh you know because he's definitely earned his fair share of starts this year his last couple haven't been particularly great but then again you know he wasn't getting a lot of help either yeah uh, you know the defense kind of sputtered off a bit i was gonna ask if you thought he was gonna start because i'm i'm hoping hart played last game but they have a couple of nights yeah. off so i'm hoping that will get a heart Demko showed yeah, up. Yeah, I'd, be I'd fun. like to see that, definitely. But yeah, he's he's been extremely solid. You know, uh, I think a lot of credit goes to the Canucks goaltending coach, Ian mm-hmm. Clark. Um, he's done a fantastic job with both of these goaltenders. Uh, just changing some mechanical stuff with them. You know, especially Markstrom, like his play since the last half of last season has just been night and day different. And, you know, he basically developed extremely late into, a, you know, a quality NHL goaltender. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is a good problem for them to have. Like, there's some people who've been saying, oh, it's time for the annual Canucks uh, goaltending controversy. I think the only real controversy they they should have is that, you know, other teams should have this problem, you know? Yeah. Right. Not, not, not many of them do, you know? So, yeah. Uh, it, it's fun when the goaltender controversy comes from two goalies playing well, rather than them both yeah. being terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's always a good problem. No matter, I think no matter how good he plays this year, unless something really bad happens with Markstrom, Markstrom's still going to be the guy, but mm-hmm. by playing more games, if this team is actually going to do this thing and get into the playoffs, having Markstrom play less games than he's played over the last two seasons is going to be a huge benefit for the Canucks. So, cause I, you know, that was the one thing I've been worried about is, is he getting burnt out by the end of yeah. the year? If they have to go on any kind of a playoff run, even if it's for one round, having him rested is going to make all the difference for them. So we're about, a, well, a little over a quarter of the way into the season, I guess. Um, what are your, if you have any, what are your thoughts on the Flyers heading into a game like this? 
I know sometimes it's hard with Western Eastern Conference teams. You probably don't think about it. I like what the Flyers are doing this year. You know, I mean, I think I see some similarities with the Canucks. You know, they're trying to bring in a younger core. They've, you know, obviously it's not the whole new coaching situation, but, you know, it's a coach who kind of coaches similar to Travis Green in some ways. Um, There's like, you know, there's guys that I like watching as a hockey fan on this team. Um, I was happy to see Morgan Frost get the call up and man, he's played well. It's been fun. Yeah. I became like a huge fan of this kid when uh, at the last world juniors and he was one of the best players that Canada had on the ice. And he just, he's kind of like Adam Gaudet. He scores some big goals, it seems. So, uh, Man, he's he's going to be a good one for you guys, I think. Um, he's hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I I just think that over the last couple of years, this Flyers Canucks thing has kind of almost developed into a rivalry as much as you can. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I can see Eastern that. Eastern teams, you know, I wish we played cross conference more than we do. Me too. You know, because I mean, two games not enough. I I think part of that is just not wanting to have to play against McDavid as often as we do, but you know. <laughs> God, that's gotta be so rough. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially now that I, I guess, I guess it's coaching over there, but like now they are actually winning hockey games, which is like a new thing. For yeah. Them. Yeah. I'm not entirely sold because you know, they're still not getting the kind of secondary scoring that oh, they yeah. need. You know, it's pretty much just McDavid and Dreisaitl just yeah. winning games single-handed with themselves. One of them, if one of them gets hurt, then that whole oh, thing yeah. just they're totally toast. Yeah, yeah. So we'll God, it's, it's... we'll see I mean, how where they are in January. Yeah. But... Upside, you get to watch Connor McDavid all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe that's good. <laughs> but you know but I, I mean like if your defense can hold those two to a relatively you know normal game mm-hmm. you, you have a good chance to win against them so yeah they have gotten a little bit better defensively i'll give them that you know and that's made the job easier for their goaltenders so yeah i i wonder i mean if they get into the playoffs i i can't imagine that just having those two guys winning hockey games is going to work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Series. I just, the, yeah, it just won't. They will, they will probably go for some kind of a, a goaltending move because, you know, how can you, how could you possibly be confident in, in Mike Smith adding into a playoff series given his, yeah. his record? It's, that's a real, that's a real gamble. You never know what, could, I mean, you could end up with, you know, yeah. quality Mike Smith, but chances are probably not. Yeah. History tells us that he tends to not do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, last thing I'm going to ask you, this last game between our teams was a 3-2 Canucks win in the shootout, yeah. which I don't know if you've noticed, but shootouts are just standard Flyers games now. Like, we don't do 60-minute regulation hockey games anymore. We only do overtime and shootout. So, mm-hmm. get ready for that. Yeah. Um where do you think this game is going to end up? Do you think we're going to see something different, or do you see the Canucks taking this one too? Oh no, it's going to the shootout. Oh god! You know, I know, yeah. but that's—I mean, the Canucks 
the only games that have been decided for the Canucks in overtime are ones that they've lost. Mm-hmm. But in the shootout, they're almost perfect. So, Uh-oh. You know, yeah, yeah, they've done well in the shootouts this year. Uh, you know, they had another one yesterday against Washington. So, uh, and that one went eight rounds, I think. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. It does it just seems like there's a a a lot of shootouts this season? Yeah, all yeah, over the place. It's, it's pretty weird. Yeah, and win or loss, I just cannot cannot stand shootouts. I, I think I it's just it. it's the worst way to decide a hockey game. It's terrible. Know? It's absolutely terrible. I mean, like, it, there's a reason why if you take something away in the playoffs because you know it's a bad way to determine the outcome of a hockey game. Perhaps carry that into the regular season. I don't no, know. No. I just, I still don't know who was pissed off at ties. Like, ties were fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, being a somewhat older person, ties were part of the deal growing yeah. up, you know? Yeah. And it was a more, it, it gave you a more accurate portrayal of what was happening in hockey games. You know, the whole and, loser point thing just distorts records. Yeah. And the t- I, I think when you're playing... No one really played for a tie. Like, I feel like if you were tied, there was a bit more going for the win. Whereas now, there seems to be a lot of just, like, sitting back and trying not to lose, which is just the worst kind of hockey to yeah. watch. Not yeah. fun at all. Yeah. We're on I the think, same page. I think if it goes to the shootout, the uh, the only team that should get the points should be the... The winning the team. The team that wins, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah the lose. Yeah, the loser point like, is just... I'm okay with a loser point in overtime, but if, yeah. if you can't solve it by then, then th- those points get taken away and, you know, you want to yeah. see an, a, a better overtimes, man, you know. Or at least make them 10 minutes. I don't think that's a yeah. lot to ask. Yeah. Three on three yeah, for 10 minutes, you're probably going to solve a lot of games there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. See, they should just put but, people like you and I in charge of these kinds of decisions. Hockey would be I better. One hundred percent agree. You're very smart. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> That's because we have to watch this stuff. Here. Yeah, I'm not convinced that the people yeah. that make these kinds of high level decisions are actually watching hockey games. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. This so isn't hard. this isn't anything new, though. So no, no, it's definitely no. not. But you know, any chance I have to complain about it, I will do so. Yeah. Okay. So I interrupted you. Um, okay. what's your prediction for this game? You say it's going to shoot out again. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to go three, two, three, two. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say though, that, uh, it's going to be the flyers. Oh, interesting. Trying for the reverse jinx here. So. <laughs> it usually works, uh, for yeah. me sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with the Flyers tomorrow. You say that the Canucks have been a, a roller coaster of a team. The Flyers have been a roller coaster on like a micro level, which is just exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's not even like sometimes it's like an in-game roller coaster. One yeah. game, then it's one game's great, one game's awesome, or it's like a week of good and then a week of bad. It's just like mm-hmm. all kinds of scales of roller yeah. coasters we're dealing I mean- with. There's some factors that could play into this. Uh, you know, if, if Edler can't go tomorrow, then that's mm-hmm. going to mean, you know, a shuffling of the, of the defense. And they'll probably um, put Oscar Fantenberg in. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and so then that'll 
require a bit of a, a lineup shuffle there. And um, Antoine Roussel is close to making his return. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a bad knee injury last season and has been out since. Uh, he's recently just returned to normal practices and stuff. And um, tomorrow might be the the game that he returns. So then Louis Erickson will probably be the one who comes out. But with uh, Brandon Sutter getting close to being back as well, he's practicing with the team right now. Uh, and then um, Michael Furland back in Vancouver recovering from uh, another concussion. You know, they're going to have to make some decisions. And, you know, Sven Berici will probably end up going back to Utica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then there will still be one more person that needs to come out. You know, so that'll be interesting to see whether mm-hmm. it's Adam Gaudet or Jake Bertanen. Interesting. Yep. I'm, I guess you're hoping it's not Godet, given what you earlier. The problem is, is I like both of them. They both ah, bring different okay. things, you know, and um, with I think with both of them, it's a consistency thing. They have to be on every night, you know. Mm. So we'll see how it plays out. But Well, I am going to predict that the Flyers win this game, but only because it's in keeping with the roller coaster theme since they – one in Carolina pretty handily lost to the Flames who can't score goals, but somehow the Flyers let them score mm-hmm. two in the game and one in the shootout. So that was cool. Um, so now it's, yeah, it's, we're back to win time. Two for a win. There you go. I'll say three, one Flyers. All right. But I'm going to go with, but we'll see what happens. You never know. <laughs> so this is a, Monday night home game for the Flyers, 7 p.m., which is 4 p.m. in Vancouver, which must be, that sounds, I don't know, for me, that sounds like lovely. Just like some nice early after or early uh, evening, late afternoon hockey. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad when I was on the West Coast and yeah. stuff, but yesterday's game was brutal. I mean, a 9.30 start time mm-hmm. on the West Coast was and those games traditionally have not gone well for the Canucks. Yeah. Um, you know, they did manage a win in, against the Rangers this year with that early start. But, um, you know, that one was a yeah, really early. touch and go. Yeah. Like even that's here, like, like it's 1230. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's you know, kind of early. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't recommend. And that's moving to the Atlantic time zone when mm. everything is just entirely too late. Yeah. For me, an old person who likes to go to bed early. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, there have been a few games I've watched on the PVR this year. I'll say that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't even try with the West Coast games anymore. I'm like, oh, well, I'll see the score in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> yep. All right, Kent. Well, thank you very much. No thank this you. Again. This was great. Always as happy. Always. Yeah. All right. So. Again, Kent is from Nux Misconduct, which is the very excellent Canucks blog on the SB Nation Network. So head on over there to learn some stuff about the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Kent, enjoy the game. Enjoy the Grey Cup oh, today. Yep. Make sure and check out our podcasts too. We got a, we've got some excellent podcasts over there. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm I'm super glad that everyone in SB Nation is doing podcasts now because it's fun. Number one, and also they're almost always fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, especially with ours, uh, we've got uh, sipping on a forty, which basically does a post game wrap every night. Oh, nice! Uh, minutes after the game is done, usually, and uh, we've got one um, called Q, and it's uh, basically a five minute podcast daily during the week. Oh, so, awesome! Yeah. That's and a our, that's a really cool idea. We yeah, yeah I've, we found a lot of success with the post games, so I'm glad you guys are doing that. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's just cool to give fans an option apart from like the cable sports news yep. post game stuff. All you get a little time. bit more of an honest opinion, I think, from 100% us. One hundred percent agree. All right, cool. So everybody, check out that too. Um, post games, little five game tidbits. We've been doing those too. They're super fun. Yeah. See, everyone's doing such great stuff. I love this so much. It makes me so happy. Yep. Too many, <laughs> too many podcasts. Not enough time, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Like. I don't know if people realize that all of us have like full-time jobs that aren't this. So it gets to be like a lot. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. During the season. But anyway, check out Ken's work over at Nux Misconduct. Check out their podcast. Enjoy the game. Go Flyers. All right. Thanks, Kelly.